Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. American Horror Story is back, and so are we. We are taking you guys to camp. We're jazzercising. We're partaking in the devil's lettuce, and you're invited. We are talking about American Horror Story Season 9, Episode 1, Camp Redwood. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV American Horror Story After Show. I like how we all kind of hit like an 80s robot. (laughs) It's like, there we go. I kind of. I kind of looked at him. He was doing it, and I just kind of yeah, jazzercising. That was you got to jazzercise. And I'm like, it's our American workout. Horror Story 1984. Mm-hmm. We got to rock those 80s vibes. Absolutely. Uh, I'm your host, Elena Jordan, and I am so excited because this might be one of my all-time favorite panels ever. Wow. wow. Oh my that God. means <laughs> a lot. people I have ever gotten to host with all in one She spot. says that about all her panels. <laughs> Every single one. Don't be fooled, you guys. <laughs> and this is the perfect panel, too, for American Horror Story yes. because you guys all know so much about horror and love it. Alexa, I know you know all about going all the way back to classic, like, universal horror. Oh, heck yes. Uh, Alexa Cappiello in the house. Yes, by the way, my name is Alexa Cappiello, and I love horror. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love horror, and I also love the 80s. Like, that is one of my favorite eras of all time, and I thought... Just the opening of this show was uh, phenomenal with the 80s synth yeah. and seeing all like the 80s uh, references already right off the bat. I was just like, oh, I'm getting yeah. the candy store. I was thinking about it all. <laughs> yes. And I'm super am excited super to be back. I'm super excited that Hi. Kayla Renee I missed you. Back. I missed you. Highlight on fleek, too. Come on here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we, no, I'm super excited uh, to be survived. back. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. It's been, I feel like it's been such a long year. I'm like, dang, has it been a year already? But I'm like, yes, we're back again, you guys. Season 9, super excited. Yes, and of course, if you guys checked out our... Oh, look at that drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> you have to jazzercise the drum roll, though. Get it, Ollie. Yes! Ollie Drew yes! in the house. I was very inspired by that workout scene. Seeing Gus and Emma, and they were amazing. And you guys, I'm so mad because our viewers can't even see Oliver's full outfit yeah. right it's now. Amazing. He's full 80s jazzercise right now. Right. For this this show, instead of Ollie Dreamer, I call you Ollie Dreamer on Elm Street. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I was going to say Ollie Screamer, but... Oh, no. I like that, too. Yeah, hey. <laughs> you got to earn that in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, this season, absolutely incredible. Going back to the true basics of the classic 70s and 80s horror 
what were your overall thoughts on this episode? And by the way, too, not only will we be talking about this entire episode as well, at the end, we'll also uh, be doing our special segment yes. where we focus in on specific horror movie references that are referenced in each episode. We have a lot right off the bat yes, from like, this one. I know our viewers caught some, too. There's definitely some classic references. I'm yes. Like, Speaking of which, be sure to join us in the chat because yes. I know that Kayla is in the Ooh, chat. Our chat is going up right now, Below you guys. Definitely right hit us now. up right now. I will definitely give some shout-outs, too, in a, in our in the middle of our, yes. you know, somewhere in there. And we'll also <laughs> be giving our predictions, too, so oh, be yeah. sure to have your predictions kind of stewing in the back of your brain. As yeah, well, let us know, too. Hear them. Um, but, yeah, overall thoughts on this episode. Kicking off the first episode of the ninth season. Me. No, I really, really liked it. Um I I was surprised at how quickly things moved. Um I didn't mind it, but I was also like, wow, they're rushing through this. And it was um because I didn't expect there to be such I mean, I mean, it is the American horror story, so you're gonna <laughs> see blood, guts, and gore. But we we saw it immediately and continued to see it throughout the episode, and I was like, wow, they are really going going hard with this. I liked it. Um, I also really enjoyed the characters. I liked Emma Roberts' character. What's her name? Brooke. Brooke. Uh, she's very sweet. She's obviously very much like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis um, before she became a badass. Uh, I really liked her. Um, but I'm interested to see more in terms of what uh, the relationships are between the kids. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get too much of... Uh, much of that just yet. I want to know what they're all like first. I mean, we got kind of like a one of the guys is kind of like an asshole, and he's like the, with the earring in, and he's what is it, Xavier? <laughs> we'll go through um, a full to like a full yeah. of all of the the stereotypes right. as well. So yeah, just kind yeah. of overall thoughts on the episode. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, it, of course. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, what I'm like a kid in a candy store because I'm such a huge horror film geek that it's like I I fell in love with it. I was like, I don't know, but this actually might be my like favorite season so mm -hmm. far. I'm like, Ooh. I don't know. I'm, I'm still I'm still a coven girl, but at the same time. I know. Okay. I was like, I like coven. I'm like, I like coven, but I'm like, ooh, this is kind of top two right now. I'm like, ooh, it's like neck and neck. Super excited episode. though. No, yeah. All these references, I'm super excited for it. Uh, I just think I'm really excited for the twists and turns because right now we're expecting it just to take place at a camp and we were talking last night at the preview show that there has to be like multiple red herrings that we're not and so many things that we're not expecting, and I just mm -hmm. really am really excited. There was a line that stood out to me in the episode. I believe Xavier said something along the lines of, it's L.A., does anyone really know each other? Yeah. And so I'm thinking that really sets the tone for some of the characters, even some of the archetypes that we'll talk about. Maybe we're, like, already stereotyping them, but yet they're characters that are going to completely mind-blow us Ooh. by the end of the series. And let's I hope so. That. That'd be awesome. I mean, and some of them, we might actually see their mind get, Be, blown. get blown. Yeah, up. which <laughs> I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Technically have that in the very opening sequence yeah, of, like, this true. this poor camp counselor thruple that's like, ah-ah, <laughs> BB. Like, we all know if you bang at camp, you get murdered. Right. That's what Basically. all of the horror movies Story have lines, told yeah. us. <laughs> um, and kind of talking about these horror movie stereotypes and talking about these characters, we get introduced in what I think is one of the most epic ways to introduce our characters <laughs> with this 80s jazzercise montage yes. of their names that like pop up in the freeze who's frame. That, who's the classic 80s... Um, um, oh my God, I want to say his name's like Gene... 
Who's like the classic? I know who you're talking about the. Uh, I meant to look it up. And curly I hair. Yes, John. red curly hair. Classic oh jazzercise yes, teacher instructor. Oh, Gene Simmons. Yes, Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons is with a job. Tables and some kiss. The classic jazzercise. Hey, I got Simmons. I got Simmons right, but I knew Simmons. And you got more than we did. Fun fact: I actually met Richard Simmons once. Very random. I was walking into an audition and he was walking out and he was wearing a robe and I tweeted, Lord only knows what amazing shorts he had on underneath <laughs> those robes. And he tweeted back and he was like, honey, you don't even know. And I was like, oh, I love you. So, yes, the as you can see Eternal. on our Gene screen Simmons, now, Gene like, Simmons, the classic, Gene Simmons, the classic <laughs> aerobics instructor. Um, <laughs> no, in terms of the aerobics class, did it, any, did it remind you guys of that scene in, um, there's a movie called Perfect, 1985, with John Travolta and no, Jamie Lee Curtis and there's a scene where she's doing aerobics class yes. oh and she's God. like super sexy and like built and in her like little I know exactly outfit. what you're talking about. And John Travolta is like staring at her like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why are all 80s aerobics classes like so sexual? Like, stop yeah. Yeah. Yard, but with, like It was the 80s. With, a yeah. lot went down in the 80s. Why are you like, this is aerobics? This is aerobics? And it's like, you're just rubbing your nipples and like putting your butt on the ground. The like, hip what? thrust? The yes. hip thrust. Okay. Why are you guys complaining? I was totally here for it from start to finish. We're not complaining. We're, We're just not complaining. We're ju- but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about from Perfect. Yes. And that scene was it perfect. It was. I didn't even watch the whole movie. I just know that specific Exactly. Scene. That's the only scene I know I'm from that to movie, too. Oh, it's intense. Yes. yes that's it. some John Travolta. But literally, I, think, I, I definitely think that they shot that. To, to mirror that. That's that hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's for a sure lot did. like, I mean, we've got some weird glitchy versions <laughs> of it that we're showing you guys for copyright reasons. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, that movie. Um, so, we see you too uh, after, you know, the little intro with mm-hmm. the ear getting cut off. Mm-hmm. And, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, the very Texas Chainsaw Massacre-esque mm-hmm. intro. Then we get this jazzercise intro and we see our five main characters mm-hmm. that tend to fill the five. If you've seen Cabin in the Woods too, by the yes. way, definitely I feel like this is drawing a lot on like the campy versions of taking the horror tropes and really diving into them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, I think, is definitely kind of doing that. So we have uh, Xavier Plumpton, a.k.a. Cody Fern, <laughs> oh. a.k.a. the Steve Harrington of you the know, You know I love Cody. Like, like, you know I to. love Cody. Cody is my favorite. Cody is definitely bang. So I was, like, super excited. I like Xavier. I know Xavier. I'm here for Xavier. Yeah, <laughs> she's already chosen her favorite. Everyone, favorite. She's he's definitely he's definitely given that stereotype of like that douchey yeah. guy though. Yeah. You know, what I mean? like, he's like, definitely jock. like that douchey. Yeah, I that hope jock. he turns out like Steve Harrington though. He's like douche at first, but then has a heart of gold. But like, then adopts sweetheart. a bunch of kids. Yeah, but adopts a bunch of kids and becomes a giant baby. When the sitter. campers finally show up and he adopts all of them, oh. then he becomes our Steve. Um, <laughs> he's got the hair for it. I mean, it's true. That's all you need, except for. Oh, I'm not even going to talk about I the know. actual hair haircut cut. on the yeah. actor who plays. We'll just, we'll just <laughs> Google it. Uh, but we have our kind of stereotypical bad girl, super Montana, yeah. oh Montana, gosh. aka the uh, you're probably going to get murdered in the opening 
credits where this Perhaps. movie type deal will twist her ankle at some point and have to drag herself away. Bleach she's definitely going to be passing STDs to like all the other yeah, camp she's counselors gonna, or she's something like, like that. The stereotype of who would be dying early, right? Uh, exactly. Um, then we have Ray, who is kind of more of like I guess the nerdy one, but like not really. I mean, he's like he's, I mean, he's the not, orderly. He's not the douche. The other yeah. two are the douches. Yeah. He gave me as like a nerd, like a stereotype nerd, and he. I think they're trying to play that up because they're like, you're an orderly at a hospital. Like you're like the hardworking, like yeah. <laughs> down to earth, practical one. See, I missed all that. He gave me the vibes of like the kind of the kid who's kind of like not really like the nerd or like the loser, but like trying to fit in with the cool kids, fit in with the high yeah. schoolers, the seniors. You know what I mean? Trying to just do whatever to fit in. But I actually like him as Duran or whatever. I actually love Dear White People, so that was actually a good little series yeah, on Netflix. Duran- so, yeah, so I actually like him. So I like him in, in this show right now. There's an amazing cast, too. Yeah, Cody Farr yeah. and Billy Lord. And then, of course, your man. Chet. 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 Yes. Emma yeah. Roberts' known boyfriend. Right. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. No, wait. no, this is no, not true. Is gay. He's gay. Yeah, he's oh, definitely very gay. Know this? I didn't know this. Also, I'm just a super fan of him. You know, <laughs> and he's funny how his character is kind of going through this Olympic storyline, <laughs> and he's an I Olympic. Caught that. He's an Olympic yeah. skier. So, yeah. oh, yeah. he is. Really he's like life. a silver medalist. Yeah. I googled it. Look, I just miss his his scruff. He looks so much better with his beard. So, but I'll digress. That's not '80s enough. You shave right. that right off your face, and you put some neon on. <laughs> do you think he's actually taking roids in the show, or was that just like a dig at him in the show? Like, no, I don't think on the show that he did, because the whole thing is he's like, it was like point oh 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 one. Bullshit. Yeah. I was hanging out with you guys. You gave me your contact time, kicked me out of the Olympics. I was like, okay, if you're an Olympic athlete, you're also not just like kicking it with like these randos. So yeah. it's like, I mean, I get it for the story purpose. Yeah. But, like, shut up, Chet. I kind of wonder why Ryan told us, like, from the beginning that they're going to be a couple. But as in the first episode, they're all just still getting, like, getting to know each other. So it's like they're not even in a relationship yet. So it's well, like, just, how are they, they going to... Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, they just met. You know what I mean? Wait, so I'm just who's like, going to be in a well, couple? Well, I thought... Yeah, wait, I wait, thought, wait, 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 wait. Don't talk about it now. These are predictions. These are spoiler territory. Oh, okay. So like, we're going to save like, that. Yeah, okay, we don't want to okay. give any Is Chet going to be gay? Don't. We don't want to tell any spoilers <laughs> I just asked show. a question. So anything that has been announced in news, we are not going uh, to say. I already got those vibes anyway. So I apologize. I apologize. All right. We do try to announce beforehand if we do spoil anything that is not has not already been seen on the show. That mm-hmm. is from many announcements, so we will again later try to save those for the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also forewarn you. Uh, but then we also have, of course, going to our main girl, the innocent Brooke, virgin-esque Emma, Emma Roberts. Emma. I love her. This is what's hilarious, though. Is like this is so the opposite of what she normally plays. Yes, like, mean she girl. Is like yeah, bitchy. Yeah, she's playing Brooke, <laughs> who also stereotypically and these types of movies is the only one who survives to the end. Exactly. And like the Friday the 13th and Halloween and whatnot. Which again, we'll also talk about uh, for our special segment a little later on. Which Mm -hmm. of those were referenced in here. And I know that After Buzz TV also has references to all of our other shows kind Mm -hmm. of within each other. Yeah. So if everybody wanted to check out some of our other After Buzz shows, yeah, how could they do that? Definitely, you know, <laughs> you guys follow us and add us on our YouTube pages, After Buzz TV. You guys can search anything from the horror films, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. 
And I was like, you guys can all follow us, you know, on our social media. We'll shout that out at the end, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah and give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would help us out so much. Yes, and <laughs> a thumbs up on Spotify, right? right. We're on Spotify? Yes, we're all over the place, man. Yeah. <laughs> Rate, five stars, subscribe, comment, all the things. Yes. Oh, let's hold on. Like, Let's not forget our little viewers right quick. Let's yeah, shout out a couple of people. You guys, oh, my God. We have, like, shit. thousands of people. Let's start off. Okay, so our first viewers right now, shout out to Logan Knight, Nicholas Kelly, LeBong, James007. I'm like, we'll kind of get into the comments a little later, you guys. I know you guys are super excited. We have so much to talk about. Shout out to Billie yeah. Jean Girl 24 um, Renji90998. Um, Gracie and Ryan, there's so many. Bradley Tucker, you guys, wow, our fans are just out here. You guys are so great. Yes, you guys are awesome. I recognize awesome. a lot of those names yeah. too. You guys are so loyal and amazing. We love you. Yes. And there are some names that we recognize actually on this show too. Like when they're talking about at the Jazzercise Place, Son of Sam, who mm-hmm. uh, committed these. 1977 murders mm-hmm. and how they tie into now the murders on the show which actually are real life murders that occurred from 1984 to 1988 uh, or 1985 the Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. Night Stalker murders mm-hmm. we also know that we saw in season 5 in Hotel the Devil's Night yes. when James March is bringing all the serial killers yeah. we've actually seen Robert Rodriguez on the show before mm-hmm. but now he is being played um, by a different actor. Zach Villa. Zach Villa, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Margaret who, actually referenced um, Charles Keating, too. That's actually or, that's actually yes. a real thing, too. He was, like, almost like an all-American, but had this, like, loan and, like, savings scandal kind of thing happen, and he ended up, like, going to jail for it in, like, in Connecticut, or which I think she said Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was like, oh, this is actually, like, true. These are true events that are actually being referenced. So, I like that. Yeah, and yeah. All, the, all the music that... We mentioned that all the music that they had in the episode oh, yeah. was all that music that was Rama. Yes. released in 1984. Yes, that was super so. cool. I noticed that. I was like, yeah, I'm like, let me keep up. But I know a lot of people were already, yeah. Like, I, did, I did not even pick up that. <laughs> all the people all. like on Twitter and stuff too. A lot of people are like, yes, this soundtrack is amazing right it now. Is. So yeah, it really was amazing. I enjoyed the heck out of it. We have some new yes. faces too. Yes. yes, there's a there's a lot going on mm-hmm. in this one. So on the way, they basically after we have the whole kind of set up that, look, Robert Rodriguez murders are being, are taking place here in L.A. We're gonna GTFO. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna go hide in the woods where, you know, that's Nothing can where happen. it's safer. <laughs> like all horror movies have shown us in the past. Go to the middle of the woods where right. you have no communication with anyone and the phones are down and... And of course, it's always somebody at the beginning to tell you to like to turn around and not go there and of course you're like, no, I'm gonna go. Okay, of course. so I actually <laughs> on that note, because this is such a ridiculous trope that is seen over and over and over again. Ooh, what is it, Elena? Um, the idea of the gas station attendant who tries to turn away the kids to warn them. Yeah. So just a little heads up. These are just some of the movies that have incorporated <laughs> this trope. Uh, Drayton Sawyer, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. 1974. Leatherface, mm-hmm. uh, again, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Then seen again in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Yes. Listen to the gas attendants in Texas. <laughs> They're trying to save That's you. That's where I captured it from. I was like, it's always Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, all of the ones that are kind of like the recent ones, yeah. it's yes. always somebody like at the beginning, like, no, you need to go, turn around. Like, and it's like, and no, it's no like, I'm going to keep going. Listen, if anybody's yelling that at your face, like, get out of there. Listen I'm, to this person. I'm definitely like, okay, I'm catching an Uber. Okay, but someone did that in real life in LA, go. 
go, don't do, go, go back. Would you do it? Yeah. To be honest, 100%. the world we're living in right now, I probably would be like, would you know you what, though? I'm going home. Would I'd be like, though? I would turn around. Well, because then we have the hills have eyes. Mm. Uh, then wrong turn. Urban legend, child's play. Urban legend has actually my favorite with the like guy who's stuttering. It's like someone's in the back. Seat. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, love it. Love it. Um, body bags, deliverance, house of wax, forced entry, even Tucker and Dale versus evil, which is just a comedy based on all yeah. of these. So the writers just didn't really have many new ideas when it came to slasher films. It was just, let's recycle <laughs> the same... It no, it absolutely is. Actually, I, I researched the slasher decade. <laughs> Look at you, you oh, And it actually... Uh, basically, it ends at 1984. That was uh, considered the, the golden age of slasher films. And right. people got really tired of seeing slasher movies after a while because of the repetitive nature of what you're basically talking about. But that's why we love them now. But we love them now. But <laughs> because the it remakes. Is what the reason why. That's why they came out of theaters for a while. So that's why. Yeah, that makes that's sense. True. Yeah. Well, we see this whole, and again, talk about the music, having this somebody watching oh me. Yes, like, that was that amazing. Was the one that I was like, perfect, oh, so perfect good. song. Um, but <laughs> yes, poor Ed. Ed, who we know is just two letters away from dead. Wow. <laughs> she was waiting for that one. She was really. She was like, that, I she was holy. That, that was the top off the dome. That one was fresh. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's funny. But straight up gives us the you're all going to die line, which is like, all right, at that point, don't just be like, okay, Chet. While well, Chet's like, all right, get out of here, Ed. Thanks. How much do we owe you? Which also, $10 to fill up your whole gas oh, tank. Man. Oh, oh my goodness. Take me back to Can we go back, I know. Please? It's like, I will brave Mr. Jingles yeah. for those gas prices. Yeah. Like, you will what him? Brave. <laughs> okay. Brave. What, a, what did you think I said? I don't know. Don't know. I'm, still, I'm still hot from the Jazzercise scene. So. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, so then we have this whole thing of like, you know... The map is in the way. And, uh, blue, why was that guy saying all that crazy stuff? Look out! And you hit another person who is warning you. Mm-hmm. This typical, is also... It, it's still following the typical storyline. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Wasn't it like the pregnant girl or yep. whatever? She was yep. like in the street mm-hmm. like with hitchhiking or whatever. And they just like run her over. Yep. Like, oh, crap. Oh, let's stop the car and go back. Yep. And it's like... Yep. Uh, that was blatant Texas. Even <laughs> down to like the van, like the placement of like the van. Same they were van, just like, everything. We're not using a wheelchair because it's. Why we're not? just not. I don't know. I was like, come, all right. This is basically just like all Texas Chainsaw, but whatever. I always thought it was funny um, too because um, when Xavier was checking his voicemails too, remember the first message that he got was like, you're going to die. Like, I know where you're going to be at. Like, so it's like, who's oh, watching the, Xavier? The gas station, right? Yeah, yeah, at the gas station. So it was Very like, who's like, watching Xavier? And it's like, all of these hints are just kind of like, nobody's paying attention to Also, you all remember when you had to go to pay phones and like, yeah, and like type in your number yourself. and call your, your voice. You know what? I, to be honest, I don't remember. I'm a little, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little yeah, I remember pay phones, you guys, but I wasn't checking my voicemails so on pay I'm just like, remember getting 11 voicemails? Nobody calls me anymore. Like, it's not <laughs> Unless they're like important, like nobody leaves. Yeah. Mine's like, do you want to consolidate your debt? And I'm like, no, no, delete. Please call us um, back about student loans. Yeah, <laughs> um, so something just as terrifying as student loans. Yes. Camp Redwood, actually, almost as terrifying as student loans. Yes. Uh, Camp Redwood. They get there and they meet. Margaret Booth, mm. oh. plays by Leslie, Leslie. Grossman, a very pious woman. 
Yes. Yes. Very pious. The opposite of the uh, Robert Rodriguez Satan yeah. murderer. <laughs> she's yes. like nothing but love for Jesus. Uh, but she's talking about like they're giving this the the whole tour and everything. Mm-hmm. These I think are going to probably be things that come up later that are kind of key things that they just kind of reference mm-hmm. that. The allegedly bottomless lake, yes. which I think is definitely going to be a Friday the 13th reference. Absolutely. They're saying like, oh, uh, you know, drowning is like the biggest thing and the whole Jason mm-hmm. Voorhees type reference. I think that's probably a little tee up for that. Mm-hmm. Chef Birdie, though. What do you guys think about Chef Birdie? Because this is kind of a, a trope that Hannibal we... Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> it could be. Cannibal birdie. Yes. Just serving up kids to kids. She's kind of giving me, um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but the butcher from Roanoke. Oh, oh. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. She's kind of giving me Kathy Bates vibes. She's but I'm like, she's, yeah, she's going to be like, a, oh my God, not discount. the discount. <laughs> Great value. No, it's kidding. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Kathy Chef Birdie. <laughs> I don't know her name. I don't know her actual name, but no, she's like, I mean, she's I a think, No, actor. I think she's going to be a very, she's going to be a phenomenal actor. She's going to be a very notable character because yeah. she was shown in the teaser trailers. They specifically said her name and they said her name before releasing any of the other characters' names. So mm, I think she's okay. going to definitely keep your eye on uh, Chef Birdie. Mm-hmm. She might be one of those characters where you think is bad, but is actually good in the end. You know what I mean? Like, she might be. Like a fake out kind of thing. Red herring. Like red herring. She, she, she looks, she looks right. scary. She looks, she looks incriminating. Everybody is scary in this, though. Like, there is not a single person that they are, besides, like, the fa- five main one. I mean, even Rita is, like, I was going to say, I couldn't get into thing. Nurse Rita. I was like, what is her vibe? Uh, like, yeah, she, she, was was like, the, she was a little weird. Rita was going to steal the show. I love I, Rita. <laughs> Miss Angelica like, Ross. Oh my god! Shout out to her. Yes, she's like cool. the first person to trans actor to be not only on Pose but on American Horror Story, and mm-hmm. I'm living for Rita. Yeah, yes. I, I'm like she's Rita. Awesome. She's she like, no, we need it. It's funny how she's like telling everybody all the horror stories, but yeah, she's just sitting there with her cigarette, like we just yep. about to get through this, y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna die, but yeah, we're just about to all go through this because Big. we they we don't have any backgrounds, they don't know us, but we're just I'm gonna sit here with you guys and we're gonna get yeah. Through well, this. I mean, yeah. she just like straight up like. And what a response to somebody being like, we came here because I was attacked by Robert Rodriguez. And she's like, 14 years ago, a whole bunch of bitches got attacked. So what's up, little girl who almost got hurt? Let me tell you about what where you are now. Because so, you have made a mistake. Right? Look at that hiring process. They know you. They don't know me. Who cares? We're all just going to die. Basically. Yeah, I, but I also like, I'm sorry, Rita, then why the hell are you here? I know. Well, you're like, anybody who knows about Camp Redwood stays She's maybe trying to like, help. Then how do you know all Rita's of this? Rita's like, shit, I have she nothing to lose. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she might be just trying to help the kids. Like, I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, so we tell the story of Benjamin Richter, a.k.a. Mr. Jingles, which is the least scary name. It makes me think of like <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> Mr. Jingles makes me want a burger. It sounds like for a some reason place. I feel like there's a Toy Story character named Mr. Mr. Jingles. Jingles. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like there's it? like a little Disney, know. little Pixar. I feel like somebody's name is like Mr. Jingles somewhere. Well, Sorry. this is a uh, <laughs> Vietnam War vet murderer, so probably not the same <laughs> as the Disney Channel one, but could be. You know, right. you never know. <laughs> no, I mean I don't. I don't remember where Mr. He's not I've soft and cuddly. Jingles, but so it's all right. Yeah. We'll or maybe it, it could be. We don't know. We don't know his personal life. 
<laughs> we don't know what he was doing in the hospital before he busted out. Um, so, yeah, so then we also um, have this this whole introduction with Margaret and her real backstory mm. where they're saying, look, ten people died here. And she goes, you're going to tell the story. You tell it right. There's <laughs> nine people died. I don't like to brag, <laughs> but since I just met you guys, let me tell you about the most traumatic moment of my <laughs> entire life. Like, I didn't die, damn it. Yeah, but I mean, this whole weird thing, which, I mean, what are your vibes on this? Because her story right off the bat about, you know, this ethereal moment where she has this out-of-body out of experience and mm -hmm. she attributes this light and this warmth to the love of Jesus and she has this super evangelical mindset, which we've seen in horror movies before, typically means that somebody is murdery. Mm -hmm. What are your vibes right now for Margaret, especially after hearing this campfire story? It was just really giving me, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, right off the bat, because it was like, and you know, like, from the beginning, it was like, you know, it wasn't like the brother-sister vibe. I, I didn't really get that. Like, I don't think that could be, like, her brother. I don't know, but I can't speak too soon. But at the same time, it was just kind of giving me the vibe of, like, yeah, something happened to me, but I'm going to go about my life like nothing's ever happened. It's like, yeah, I may look over my shoulder a little bit, but I'm still going to act as though like I'm still living my life. And then it's like she knows that he's out there, though. So it's like I feel like she knows she's the only one that has like this hidden agenda. So yeah, like, we don't really know too much about Margaret just yet, but she's definitely giving me Jamie Lee Curtis vibes. I was going to say, like, she may have just reopened it in hopes that he would come back so that she could have like a showdown. No, she really want to do Jamie Lee Curtis Halloween. Oh, yeah. Like no, I think there's something up with her. I don't she, she seems way too good to be true. Yeah, like there's yeah. some hidden agenda. I think she's gonna be she's gonna be that character that reinvents like that soul survivor. We kind of get the feeling that Brooks Brooke is going to be like that soul survivor character. Mm -hmm. She's the virgin, yeah. and who? Oh, she's not a virgin. Margaret. She had a husband that died or something like that. She mentioned, something, but yeah, there's just but like something the up her. And I kind of have like a prediction with her with that whole warm light thing. That, mm -hmm. But there's just she's <laughs> not. She's off a rocker. Like she's too <laughs> prim and proper. Yeah. Well, kind of talking about Brooke a little bit in this too. We get her whole thing where she goes and talks to the hiker. And has this one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. where he's saying, you know, something terrible is going to happen. <laughs> We're at Camp Redwood. This is bad. we got to get out of here. The phone lines are down. Like, and basically giving us a lot of exposition without it feeling like exposition. Mm -hmm. um, this episode especially was very much just all laying the groundwork and giving us these, like, here's your name. Here's what your job is. But, like, said in a way that it doesn't just feel like, you know, like a Disney Channel my name's Elena. Yeah. Do this? But like, with a healthy dose of camp, though, I think yeah. they still had that camp. literally literal in camp, camp. <laughs> literal camp. and figurative camp. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we we get this whole scenario where then you know they're saying like we have to leave, something terrible is happening. She rushes back to tell everybody this, and Trevor. Oh God! Like Matthew Mor Morrison. Yeah, oh, God. I, I honestly think he's my favorite so far. I mean, no. Like, I really? mean, Trevor okay, is super okay. This is the reason why because he's just baby so ridiculous. Trevor, <laughs> yes. Trevor, a super creep counselor. Yes. You know, every movie always has exactly. that one creep counselor. That's the like a lightning rod. <laughs> and I look forward to hearing uh, what was her name? Was it Margaret? Margaret's? No, not Margaret. The Montana's uh, different euphemisms for his. Uh, endowment. Yeah. It's, Over it's time. a storm coming. You want to What she said? Light, like, it's lightning a storm rod. Coming. There's a storm coming. You, you don't want to be out here with that lightning, lightning rod. rod. Yeah. That was 
such a good line. <laughs> elephant it got hot in there, so I came out here to cool off. <laughs> like, <laughs> my too big for the Jane Fonda music video. It's like, all right, there you go. Um, but it also was interesting, too, that we see this boat because this is kind of like a little bit of a reference, which we'll talk a little bit later in our special segment, to a uh, film that came out in 1984. And you'll have to stick around for the whole episode to find Wait, out Wait, in the lake? Is. Yes. I could have was it? I felt like it was a the car at the top of the hill. Heard, there's the, but they had like the, what overlooked like the boat. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I was like, I went straight up to the lights. Wait, you the thought headlight. it was a, shot that like the, the boat? car engine was the was the truck. The distraction. But then they, they had like over the lightning or whatever. We see what looks like a shot that is what looks like a recreation. I'll go ahead and spoil it from Sleepaway Camp. The opening scene. Oh, I didn't even catch camp. that. Ooh. So we'll see. I went straight to the headlights because that was definitely giving me like House of Wax vibes. Because it was like, remember they were all like kind of getting freaky and like having I feel a little like moment. Trevor and then was it was also like going there. straight for the headlights on that one. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was. He was like down under. It was like wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Trevor. But then yeah, so we go to <laughs> this works hard for full flood. <laughs> Uh, now we know why drowning is the leading con- um, <laughs> uh, But then we go to this full-fledged Halloween moment where we have all of these loose mental patients oh, yeah. who are out here, and we are introduced to Dr. Hop- Hopple. Um, <laughs> Dr. Hopple. Uh, Art introduces her. So she's kind of our Samuel Loomis of this point, where she's yeah. like the doctor who knows all about, you know, mm-hmm. the one who... If you guys know what I'm talking about, the older man who goes, Michael, a lot in the <laughs> Halloween movies. So, but the weird thing is, is what's funny is that she looks so much like Nancy Keys, who played Annie Brackett. Like, the way they styled her hair Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, if you go back and you, like, look at it, and you look at a picture of Annie Brackett, the character... Mm-hmm. Uh, in Halloween versus our Dr. Hopple character that we have in this one. They're styled very similarly. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, that was kind of a cool thing. Um, but we basically get the, what did you guys think of this whole flashback to three hours earlier? We keep giving the flashback from 1970 to now, mm-hmm. but this one is a how did this happen? And we get a full fledged flashback of him. The classic. I'm like, what? Was that a Michael Myers thing? I was yeah. like, I feel like one of one of these like uh, the horror movies had yeah had to be yeah. the like fake thing and then the chair and then the nurse comes in and you strangle kill him you know etc. So I was like, this is that a Michael Myers reference? I was yeah. like, I feel like it's yeah, yeah it had to, to be escape. Michael. Okay, yeah, okay, it's yeah. But I was like, it wasn't Michael's. I, wasn't in Silence of the Lambs at all? No, maybe not. Maybe I don't not. Think that one was Silence of the was, Lambs. Did it happen in it? It? Get at us in the chat. Let yeah, us let know. us know. I'm like, is that a Michael I, Myers? There's scene? so many things that these similar things have happened in. I mean, even going to like the the opening up the headline in oh, his yeah. cell of like, oh, the camp's reopening. Like, dun dun dun. Like, we didn't already know. Like, clearly, that's where he's going to go. Oh, you know what's kind of funny? I was, I was like, oh, what, really? He's going to keep a newspaper clipping in his classic. cell and where he's going classic, to go though. next? He's giving this mental patient murderer newspapers. That may be a thing. Like, here. Magazine. Let him it's like, here. Nice little they fishy. call them, like, losers and stuff. It's like, here, loser, read the paper. And he's just like, whatever. And then he sees. I don't know. That's probably, like, the start of, like, how his, like, killing spree is starting. Because him reading the paper, finding out that... 
I thought I killed everybody at that camp and somebody's still alive and now the the girl wants to open the camp again. Yeah. It's like, okay, girl, I'm like, I'm coming for you. Like, just know I'm well, coming for you. he didn't kill you. everybody. He killed that specific house full of campers, right? Nine of them, right? Well, it was, Margaret, like guys, Mar- it was thought, guys and girls. He thought he killed Margaret. He yeah, so it was like, that's what been the counselors. That would have been all the ten. All of the counselors. Okay. But I don't and that's when she was saying that, you know, that she had been there all the way back since she was a counselor. Right. And so that's when she was telling the story of when she was a counselor mm-hmm. and when she was almost killed, mm-hmm. um, but had her weird out-of-body It's experience. like, where were, the, where were the little kids at when all the counselors got killed? I know, right? I guess they <laughs> were asleep. asleep. Yeah. They never came. Yeah. But also, I'm like... As somebody who grew up going to camp every year, I'm like, they don't let the kids just chill out in their own bunk. Like the counselors are in the bunk, yeah, with, with the them. Kids. Yeah, like I was like, all right, whatever. I guess it was like I never training. Got to go to sleepaway camp. My <laughs> oh, mother never let snap. me. But well, now I'm like, of all the murders. wait, but see, did you ever do sixth grade camp? Nope. See, sixth grade camp was fun. Like I had, look, I love sixth grade camp. Your first camp in first boyfriend or whatever. You know what? <laughs> no, it was hands. like it was definitely a little, you know, little cuties and stuff. We were like kids or whatever. You had a little crush on somebody, but it never went too far. You went from like different schools, it and was then you like, were both like, killed. Like, like, and <laughs> the lake. sleep away camp. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then we do get the re- the resurgence of Mister Jangles when Chet's yeah. being a d bag and he throws <laughs> something, cuts up Ray, and Ray's yeah. like, "You're d bag, Chet." Yeah. Go fix my hand, <laughs> and then Brooke's like, "Don't worry, guys, I'm nice." So she falls. I'm a medical student. Yeah, I'll be there too. It's fine. I was gonna go to class, but I'm scared. Um, I take classes. At but Santa that was Monica so sweet. Yeah, that was, was so sweet. That but really I'm... made me like get behind the rela- possible potential relationship between uh, Roy, Ray, okay. Ray, and Brooke. Mm-hmm. And we were suspecting, oh, it's gonna be Brooke and Chet. When well, no, it's. I nice. I I liked that yeah We're that so sweet, sweet little moment that they had but then we have this whole thing of the second race says okay be safe <laughs> it's like you just damned this woman dun, like dun, she is dun. screwed so then she is searching through the cabinet and sees this murdered hiker mm-hmm. like too bad for you hiker you <laughs> almost made it and then some d-bag kids hit you with their car and took you back to the site that you were trying to escape from yeah sorry about it uh then uh basically goes to warn everybody like hey i saw this raincoat murderer in the window it's mr jingles we got a GTFO. I'm covered in crap. I'm not messing around. Yeah. We got to do something about this. And then all we get is just Margaret and a raincoat being like, cleanliness is next to godliness. Get yeah. it together. <laughs> you know what's a good kind of question, though, um, Elena? Sorry to cut you off. So, look, one yeah. of our viewers, Renji90998, he actually made a good point because he was like, okay, so if it was like the three hours ago and like the killer or whatever, Mr. Jingles, how did him and the hitchhiker cross paths? Like, how did. Like, how did he know? Like, like how did the hitchhiker know he was coming? And I was like, oh, that's kind of a good point. I, I was like, I kind of caught that in here. And I was like, ooh. That is a very good point that I think we're going to have to bring up in our production. Because I, I feel like that Shout means... out to you. But also the hitchhiker... <laughs> you, the hitchhiker didn't have an ear. Do we mention that? He didn't have an yeah, ear. Yeah, his ear yeah. was cut off, but that was... Was that uh, after or before the Yeah, that could have been happened, like, a long time ago. Yeah, we don't know when the, the ear removal took place, <laughs> but we know that it wasn't currently bloody, so it no, had to be it at least... A while ago, right. he could have been Somewhat another survivor too ago. that we just didn't know of, or that but Margaret was, didn't. He know was of. like young though. Looking, he was right? yeah, yeah, he was young Kinda looking. Young. And this was also the initial thing happened fourteen years prior. So mm, yeah, I don't know. But before we get into our um, our special segment and then our predictions, yeah, talking about what we think 
these things might all mean. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode ends with this phone ringing mm-hmm. and Brooke waking up. Uh, Montana, who is now sleeping with a knife, just like I, can I just yeah. be with Montana. Like, sure. I just want to be. Mon- I'm, this is why I'm like Montana is making it to the end. I think I don't know. Um, I think she will too. Honestly, I'm like she's she's crushing it. She is. And Brooke, dumbass, is like, wait a minute. There's two murderers. Better go outside by myself and answer the phone that's supposed to be dead. So she goes and answers the phone line, hears the the keys jingling, and the second murderer, Robert Rodriguez, whispering Satan. Mm -hmm. So the funny thing is about this episode, we get a lot, and we get a lot of groundwork, but unlike most American Horror Story episodes, none of our main characters have died yet. Like, Mm -hmm. we, it seems like... Because we were talking about kind of like how Roanoke had the issue of being secluded in the woods and being secluded with a certain number of characters that they ran out of people to kill. So then they were just trying to come up with ways to introduce new people to then be like, oh, well, we'll murder these people too. So this one, it seems like just because of the setup, this whole episode was like what typically happens in the first like five to ten minutes of a horror movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it seems like all of this is going to be structured as if it is one big horror movie this is an unusual one. This is very different from kind of what we've seen in the and past. All the other ones, yeah. Do you guys have any final thoughts on this episode before we talk about the specific movies that were referenced in our special segment and also our predictions? I kind of just want to know if Brooke is having like, like I don't like almost like nightmarish kind of thoughts because it's like. You know, she's already in the back of her mind going into the trip thinking that the guy that broke into her house or whatever, like, what's his name, Richard Rodriguez? Robert Robert Rodriguez Rodriguez is already, like, after her. And then to kind of, like, turn around at the payphone and see him standing there, is that, like, is he there? Or is that, like, is she having, like, visuals? You know what I mean? But then it's, like, going back to kind of, like, how she started off and going into her apartment, her having that diamond ring, what does that symbolize? You know what I mean? So I'm like, some more has to be with her character. So I'm excited to see how Brooke develops throughout the the season. I think what stood out to me was the whole chase scene with Brooke and supposedly Mr. Jangles. Maybe that was Margaret, by the way, by predictions, whatever. (laughs) You know, because she was with the trench coat. But anyways, there was like a juxtaposition and it kept going back to the chase and then the Olympic Games of lighting the fire. So I was wondering is this the beginning of games or something? Like That to mm, me was one of my favorite That's something very symbolic. I I loved it too. It just kept going transitioning back and forth. So is this like a marathon, a sprint, games are about to happen. Is it the Hunger Games in camp? (laughs) They keep bringing up the Olympics and Chet's just getting more pissed you know so it's just like not getting it's not it's not a good look um I you know I'm I'm actually interested to see how they continue to have a slasher uh movie for looks like 10 episodes it's like how many jump scares are we going to do or how many like um, ears are going to get cut off like it's interesting not enough ears no but I think that they had to introduce at least two killers to make it last for 10 episodes you know know what I mean otherwise we would have I think they would figure out who Mr. Jangles is or Jangles would have killed everybody at that Mm -hmm. point I don't know does that make sense yeah okay because I just feel like all those ears to hear you (laughs) (laughs) you still got a little hole you got a ear hole (laughs) I still I I don't know 
know. I kind of want to know this connection of like Mr. Jingles and Margaret, though, because it's definitely full on like Halloween vibes where it's like he's going to get rid of everybody just to get you last, you know? So it's like, I don't know. We're going to be stuck with Margaret oh, at the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, Richard Ramirez. Oh, my God. We've been saying Robert this whole time. Richard uh, Ramirez. Ramirez. Jesus. Oh, look. People um, are in the comments, too, Elena. They're yeah, like, it's Richard. Richard, Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. Um, uh, Richard Ramirez. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Richard Ramirez. We'll say it. But um, <laughs> our special segment. Um, yeah. Oh so there were a lot of movies. We kind of talked about this uh, last night in our pre-show. Um, there were 30 horror movies that were released in 1984 alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought it would be kind of fun to make a little game, much like the Olympics. <laughs> uh, where we reference and try to pick out the various references per episode. There's definitely going to be some that we miss. And so when we do miss them, we want you guys to put them in the chat uh, and in the comments so that we can shout them out the next week. So Ooh, all look, Elena, will- speaking of our comments, so a lot of our viewers actually noticed that 1984 was the Summer Olympics. That was the year of yeah. the Summer Olympics. So I was like, oh, okay. That's why they, yeah, they kept showing it on the TV. In L.A., yeah. That's but how are they going to tie that to, like, a slasher theme, you know? know. So that's going to be I really interesting. What does it symbolize? That's what I want to know, girl. So some of the bigger <laughs> movies that they have not referenced yet that came out in 1984, Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be something. Friday the 13th, Friday the final the chapter. Yep. This is probably the biggest thing that is referenced yeah. in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, with the lake... Um, the I mean, the whole Camp Redwood as a mm-hmm. Camp Crystal Lake setup. Yeah. Um, this whole scenario is just, I mean, straight out of Friday the 13th. Uh, and Friday the 13th and Halloween kind of go hand in hand. So even though Halloween wasn't... Go ahead. I think uh, Brooke is going to be tied to A Nightmare on Elm Street, that girl. A Nightmare on Elm Street? Mm-hmm. She's going to be like... too, a 19... Which, by the way... Oh, yeah. Yes. Here we go. Um, even though shirt. this one is Dream Warriors. <laughs> yeah, my favorite deer shirt is the uh, heroin hands yeah. from Dream Warriors. But She's going to continue having like these visions that are actually happening and thinking that it's dreams. And they're going to be like, you're dreaming. You're you're seeing things. I think that's just going to be a, a, a theme. Maybe like Richard Ra- Ramirez. What's his name? Richard Rodriguez. Whatever. Richard. 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 Richard Ramirez. Richard is probably her Freddy, her like Nightmare on Elm Street, that theme. That could be. It could be. That scene was a little weird. It was a little weird how he kind of left, and then there was a police automatically. Did you ever think about that? That scene? Yeah. She got attacked, and then all of a sudden the police came or something? Anyone else catch that? Or I don't know. I think they came after the fact. Or I don't know. I don't even like, know she if they didn't call. Up. She didn't call the police, but there was like a light shone into the window. It was a neighbor. A neighbor was like, the police the are on their right. way. Yeah. It, that okay. that wasn't the police didn't show up. That All was right. her freaking out and a neighbor hurt because she hit him with the frying pan yeah. mm-hmm. and they heard the commotion while mm-hmm. she was freaking out and then a neighbor okay. yelled. And so that's why he was like, I'll get out of here before I'm caught. All right. Um, so that I'm like, all right, I'll go on that. I'll go on that. <laughs> um, but also, you know, if you are of age and you would like to partake... I believe we had three direct references uh, to three horror movies that we found. So if you would like to take three sips or three shots of your (laughs) hydrating beverage. This will be fun. Our viewers are going to be drunk. Yeah. You know, it makes it a little bit more fun. So before we get out of here, too, let's do some uh, quick predictions as well. I'm like, I'm not. Okay, look. (laughs) 
You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready for these predictions. <laughs> Look, I don't even know if mine's a prediction just yet, but I kind of hope that Ryan turns it around so that it's not like we're thinking it's classic storyline. Like we predict what's going to happen next. Cause I like, I was already in the episode, like, okay, the, like the gas station guy is fixing the car. And I was like, okay, like the it's car's going to crash him. Accepted. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, I don't want it to be typical. You like, like, I don't want it to, I don't want to predict every episode. So I'm just like, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like he's really doing a great job of incorporating so many classics, but I feel like he's going to throw a monkey wrench in there somewhere. I just can't call it yet. Well, unfortunately, last time somebody threw a monkey wrench, they got by stuff in the car, so... Ollie, I think you're. I think you've got something going on with this whole Margaret raincoat, trench coat. Right. Uh, well, I, I guess I need to rewatch the opening because there's always some kind of like uh, teasers in the opening. There's very some foreshadowing if you really like analyze it here and there throughout some of the seasons. Uh, but I think I, I kind of took the warm light that Margaret was talking about earlier. If you watch our pre-show last mm-hmm. night. Aliens! <laughs> aliens! The aliens saved her. That warm light was not Jesus. I'm sorry, but I think it might have been aliens. I just want to see some aliens now. Sorry. But, uh, I yeah, the, I am so skeptic- skeptical of Margaret, and that's the last I'll say. Yeah. Um, I'm l- less predicting and more hoping that the kids all kind of, like, turn on one another and like Ooh, like, like point fingers almost <laughs> kind of thing, like yo you're 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 contributing to these deaths or this or that because I think that'll that'll throw a wrench in the whole thing so yeah. like they're the playing wrench. werewolf yeah <laughs> I like it I mean I don't know I think that would be interesting to throw I in like there that. Yeah. and I, I do think that ultimately Margaret is going to probably be a killer mm-hmm. if not the killer a killer I think it's going to be very much like Friday the 13th where it's not actually Jason. It's the mother of Jason. I think maybe she didn't even... She wasn't even attacked, potentially. She did it. I think I think it <laughs> might have been something with it where she might have been the one who was like, let's not hook up, or like something like... Because mm. all of the evangelical things seem very much like the mother. All of her rules seem like something happened because of that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, something happens like, so she's like, none of this is happening anymore mm. because something already took place with the three, with the three little threesome that happened at the beginning. I agree. It could be so. kind of like Psycho, where she's like, I was about to be sexually fulfilled, but then a psycho killer came and, like, tried to kill me, so therefore I must repress all sexual urges. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> very, very likely. Let us know your predictions, too, because we love hearing from you guys. Yes, we'll you. shout you out. We love all of your theories. And until next week, where can everybody keep up with you guys? Hey, guys, it's Ollie Drennan. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Ollie Dreamer. Yes, and I'm so excited to be back. I'm so glad to see all of our loyal viewers. You guys can follow me on Instagram at the only underscore Kayla Renee. And my name is Alexa Capiello, and you can follow me on Instagram at Alexa Cappy, C-A-P-P-Y. And I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can also catch me interviewing some of your favorite celebrities on MEA Worldwide. That's MEAWW.com. And we'll see you guys here next Next week. week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.